people come to me to talk about sex because I love doing it. Move that way a little bit and I'll insert right there. And not everyone that comes to me is psycho or crazy. Kink, polyamory, sexual functioning. Are you having trouble in the bedroom? Do you not know what to do? Well, tune in. You're going to find out. Hi, guys. We're back. The Let's Talk Sex podcast. And the lovely and gorgeous Michaela is back, too. Hello, Let's Talk listeners. We have missed you. Oh, I know. I missed everyone. We are so busy. That's okay. Yeah. So, Michaela, we have an awesome show. We are talking about masturbation. Two gals and a guy. Mm. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. So we have Magnus Sullivan. He is author of Better Than the Hand, How Masturbation is the Key to Better Sex and Healthier Living, and owner of Manshop.com, an online adult store for men by men. So go check that out. And we are going to go ahead and start talking about masturbation. Uh, my name's uh, Magnus Sullivan, and um, uh, I live in San Francisco. And I've been strangely kind of part of, you know, the the sort of adult industry or sex industry for over 20 years now. And, and it was a total accident. I call it like a Forrest Gump experience where I just stumbled <laughs> into it. And um, I literally started out thinking I'd be an ancient history professor, got into the internet um, early on in 93, and I brought a company called Good Vibrations online in uh, 1995. And that was kind of like the first time I was actually introduced to uh, sex positive culture, you know? Okay. And... Um, Part of the presentation I gave them was showing them how they could take a book that was a good vibrations guide to say for sex and, you know, put it online. And as I was reading the book, you know, uh, I was, you know, as I was, I was, I had to OCR the whole thing. So I read the book and they had this one section on going down mm -hmm. and I read it and I'm like, oh my God. And my wife came home that night, and I used all of the you know information I learned. <laughs> She's like, "Whatever you're reading, keep reading, keep reading more." And so I was like, "You know, information is power." And 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 there are all these things that like we don't know that you think are just part of you know being a human being. Like we all know how to do this stuff, right? And that's why nobody talks about it because it's like if you don't know how to do it, there's something wrong, right? And and that was my first like. Uh, eye-opening experience that there was there's, there's just like basic things out there that I didn't know mm -hmm. and, and the information was there and there were people that spent a lot of time and energy thinking about this stuff and I could get a lot from that and so, so you know kind of like as my life was kind of fusing with this online thing and and then then this this kind of education sex positive thing and then I kind of got into, uh, by servicing these clients, I got into the uh, uh, adult world, although I never thought of myself as being an adult, strangely, right? Right. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, fast forward 10, 20 years, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in the middle of, of, of the industry in a pretty pretty big way. Uh, so I produced a few films, um, and uh, mainly because I felt like content was so bad that the adult content that was being produced was, I shouldn't say bad, it's just like, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And you get it even in like the, the sort of, you know, sex positive feminist movement. It's, it's almost like sometimes the girls are trying to show the boys how nasty they can be. <laughs> it's kind mm -hmm. of, it's kind of like people's sex lives. Yeah. <laughs> they get in a rut. So these films were getting in a rut, like people's sex lives yeah. and you changed it. <laughs> yeah. I tried to go out there and say, we can, we can do something really different and we can really pay more attention to the incredibly powerful act. Mm -hmm. of disrobing in front of a camera and have, 
having sex for everybody else to enjoy. That's a really powerful and, and bold thing when people do that. You know, right. I think most people don't understand. Like, it's a really bold thing. And right. most cinematographers don't appreciate it. Most directors don't appreciate it. Most editors don't appreciate it. Right. So as a result, we get these people doing these extraordinary things with very little talent around them to, to, to showcase how amazing it is. Right. So I wanted to say, if you just put a little time and attention to this, we mm-hmm. can use sex in movies like Tarantino uses violence, like to engage an audience and drive it in. You know, I mean, like he does it and gets under your skin. Yeah. You know, and I was like, that's the way sex should be. When you're watching it, it should just be like your whole body is (laughs) sucked into this movie. So I I see you're extremely passionate about the topic of sex. Mm -hmm. And just to get one thing clear, you have no formal training. Is that? Yeah, it really is. I did not. I mean, I've been like this, an element of osmosis, right? I've been around. Mm -hmm. You know, Carol Queen is a kind of like one of my great role models, and I'm lucky to be in close, con- constant contact with her, in close mm-hmm. contact with her. And so I get a lot from her. I, you know, through Good Vibrations, you know, Anna Siemens and Kathy Winks, who wrote the guy that mm-hmm. is Aper's X for Good Vibrations, you know, I, I feel like, again, that's why I call it like a Forrest Gump moment where I, I never thought of myself in, in, in any way as being, you know, a movie producer or an educator at all. I didn't study that stuff. I don't have credentials in that area, but I've been surrounded by people. And I think what's happened to me that that's important, right, is that I kind of was, you know, uh, high school quarterback, you know, being looked at, you know, mm-hmm. by professionals and kind of had this like athletic trajectory. And then I left that. And then I had an academic trajectory. And then I had a business trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of just like, you know, living life like that's what you do you know and then you get married and you have kids and you have a home and you know the cookie cutter life (laughs) yeah you just basically like you try and then and then this thing happened where my wife and i who were we met when we were 15 and uh, in high school and we didn't start dating then but we've known each other since we were 15 Mm -hmm. and we were best basically really close friends and best friends Mm -hmm. and and then it kind of got you know sexual when we were 20 and, and the whole, there's this idea that somehow marriage would ruin the dynamism of our relationship for a long mm-hmm. time, you know, like it would ossify it. Right. And, and so I was kind of freaked out about marriage because I thought like, that's, that's not who we are. Hey guys, don't forget this podcast is sponsored by manshop.com, an online adult store for men by men. Head over there, check out their toys. And while you're there, don't forget to pick up a copy of Better Than The Hand, how masturbation is the key to better sex and healthier living. Magnus wrote this book. He did. It's great, guys. But then, you know, we got married and, and you know, did the, the thing. She, you know, uh, uh, was, you know, became a doctor and it's very, very, worked very hard and we kind of did our thing. And then, you know, kind of pop your head up and, you know, you realize, well, you got a mortgage, you got kids, you got a home. <laughs> and you realize, like, you're just in this kind of rut. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's really, really, I think, a very common experience of, of like, wow, this is how people even who are really close to each other mm-hmm. can wake up at 50 and look at each other and say like, I don't know who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we just, we kind of were living life and we weren't maintaining a level of intimacy and connection. That's so wait, really how vital. old were you? How old were you? When you, did, well, when you we discovered you were in a rut. And, and then we started dating at about 21. Okay. And then when you realized that, oh, we're in this rut. How old were you? Yeah, well, that was like, I think it was like 38. Oh, okay. You know? That's pretty common. Yeah, like the, yeah about 38 or so. And, you know, part of that's just like kids. And, yeah. you know, when that they enter the, the, the sort of, you know, relationship dynamic, it can be yeah. pretty dramatic. But I think mm-hmm. it happens to couples outside of that. 
and like work can be dominant, you know, right. just the stress of life, like how people deal with, you know, these are new issues for couples. Like when they mm-hmm. come together, they often don't have all the stresses that you have 10 or 15 years into a relationship, right? right. So we kind of looked at each other and one of the great things that we've always had is like honest communication. I'm very, very direct and honest communication. And, uh, and we were like, we weren't hiding. We were like, something's wrong, you know? And we went through the whole thing and, and for a long time it was like, I know it's wrong, but we don't have a summer house. Uh-huh. Oh, we gotta get a summer house. <laughs> Whoa, you better start getting the real estate book out and go buy a summer house. <laughs> and you realize like that's how people get deeper and deeper into the hole, you know? Mm-hmm. And and then finally we were kinda like, Well, wait a minute, you know, we used to be surrounded by people that were constantly challenging us on many different levels, you mm-hmm. know, artistically, intellectually, politically, socially, you know, all these things. And somehow we found ourselves increasingly surrounded by people that were all patting each other on the back saying, isn't this the great life we're all living, right? You know, isn't this, you're right, we're all right living this life the way we're Trying to convince yourself this is great. (laughs) Yeah, and there was a lot of self-medicating at parties, you know, we'd go to these adult parties and everybody's just getting smashed, you know, and then going home and falling asleep in bed. And so we were kind of like, you know, hey, we need to get back into circles that mm-hmm. were really meaningful to us okay. and and they did challenge us you know mm-hmm. and so we started doing that and in the process of doing that you're kind of like and, and our things are different right the things that she likes to do are very different from the things that i like to do on mm-hmm. some levels um and so you know i was getting involved in certain things and she was getting involved and then all of a sudden it's like well you meet people who are really interesting <laughs> and you've got a great conversation with them mm-hmm. and then there's like there's kind of a little sexual thing going on there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was noticing is that uh, people were, were cheating on each other mm-hmm. all over the place, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I was a, 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 you know, for some reason people would talk to me you about that stuff. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, they're cheating on each other. Um, and, and we didn't want to, you know, get so involved in that why, whole thing. So we, why again, were like, they cheating on each other? Because they were in a rat. So. Cheating as excitement. Oh, so, so they're in a rut, so they're cheating on each other. So why did they get into a rut, though, then? Well, they I have a summer house. And then, there are and then... common things, yeah. right? Which mm-hmm. is, like, one of them's my story. Another is I think people are afraid. Like, there's a whole concept of, of, of partnership to me that's right. fundamentally flawed. And it's like, we're going to be the same. Right. It's like, no, you're not. You're go- That's what makes it interesting is you're going to change. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to... But if you're not doing that, something's wrong. And then all of a sudden, somebody's kind of like, you know, I've got an interest that's new and might be threatening. And they don't really have the foundation of communication to approach that. And that's where, you know, a counselor can come in and, and be really helpful. It's just like they're really afraid of what their partner might think, right. of what they might think of themselves in some way, of like, what does it mean if I'm thinking and feeling these things? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, there's very little social structure that supports uh, a broad array of relationship models as being healthy, right? right? And so if you're starting to veer outside of that, you're in an unhealthy kind of model. And and we luckily were like, you know, uh, able to talk things through and, and, uh, and then we had some experiences right. that, you know, kind of like uh, woke us up to the, the power mm-hmm. of you know, sex in your life, right? right. And, and, and and how how profound um, 
that kind of, and I don't want to sound like woo-woo West Coast or whatever, but it's like there's definitely something that happens to your body and your mind mm -hmm. and your whole being when you are sexually alive, you yeah. know, and you, yeah. and, and you feel like it's not this, this thing out there, you know, but it's, 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 it's between you on all sorts of different levels. I think that's the chemical response in your brain and then also just a spiritual response within yourself if you have that. Yeah, of, if, if I'm a person. Yeah. yeah, happy and joyful and satisfied right. and pleasured and yeah, right. you're life getting is great. you're getting a need met cuz mm -hmm. sex is a need and we need it. I mean, Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs says that. <laughs> I also think it's like you know, there's a spectrum, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not just the, the the act of like intercourse or something like that. It's right. also like a form of interacting, right. you know, I mean, like before, you know, this sort of sexual awakening, um, you know, if I were having lunch with a woman that I found attractive, mm -hmm. there would be like some weird tension, you know, because around that, that attraction, it'd be just like, there'd be some, you know, tension there and you don't know what to do with it because it seems dangerous or right. it seems threatening or overwhelming. And then kind of like once you're, you're in a different mindset in, 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 in space, you can let that flow. Mm -hmm. You can just let that happen and it can go nowhere or it can go somewhere. It's like you're not fighting that thing anymore and it creates, a, I think, a much more genuine, and this is kind of a key point, right, mm -hmm. where the best definition I've ever heard of sex is um, uh, as a form of bonding, okay. you know, and, and I feel like as we age, it gets harder and harder to create genuinely intimate connections with mm -hmm. other adults. Right. You know, our, our connections tend to be with the people that we've known for a long, long time of making yeah. like new connections that are genuine. And there well, is it's something not socially acceptable. about... It's not socially acceptable. For women it is, but not for men, especially straight men, that once you get to a certain age, probably around 30... If you're going out and trying to make a male friend, then you you get that question of, oh, he's trying to make a male friend. What does that mean? Is he gay? Like, no, he's just a person who likes to have human interaction yeah. and he wants to have a friend. Doesn't mean anything whatsoever. I mean, a woman could do it. I could meet Michaela and be like, oh, girl, you're really cool. Hey, yeah. let's go get a drink next week. And next thing and, you know, we're watching each other's kids. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's, oh, well, they're just, they're just girlfriends. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, wrong with that. Tell us a little bit about Man Shop, because when I saw it, I was in awe. I was like, oh my gosh, something like this actually exists, and it's amazing, and all men need to know about it. Um, so I'm thankful that I got in touch with you and Jeff. Um, but tell us you know, how manshop.com came about and why. Well, and there's also the blog, which is better than the hand. Yes. It's kind of where I, I do most okay. of the writing, you know, and then gotcha. the shop is kind of like, you know, it's a shop. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I was initially drawn to uh you know my business partner asked me like andrew figure out a way to sell toys right uh -huh. and and i'm like man cbs sells toys now amazon mm -hmm. sells toys and we say everybody. toys we're not talking about teddy bears right of course we are <laughs> well it depends right <laughs> it depends we, we might some, isn't that a kink category <laughs> that is a kink so we could be talking about teddy bears <laughs> but not the kind you buy your grandma from the gift shop when she's in the hospital okay <laughs> That's the bubble talk. Yeah, <laughs> sex toys, sex toys, and um, and you know, I just was like, it's kind of hard to do, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. there are various established retailers out there, like Good Vibrations and Babeland, and 
Adam and Eve and these big mm-hmm. players in the adult industry, and then they're under siege from all the mainstream people getting into the business that have like zero margins. I was like, well, why would we do that? And right. and he was like, well, you know, look at Fleshlights. I started looking mm-hmm. at the way that product was marketed. Right. And it, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, there's something wrong with the way they're talking about male fantasy, you know? Okay. That it was all this porn star driven fantasy of we create a product with mm-hmm. pussy lips from a famous porn star right. and you can fuck it just like you you would fuck her yeah. and and the the videos and the language behind it i realized while it might be appropriate for some um and maybe everybody under a certain you know uh, uh circumstance mm-hmm. there was a lot more to you know sex and sexuality than that and so i started kind of just looking a little deeper at how sex toys for men were being reviewed mm-hmm. how they were being talked about you know um how they were being marketed to men and at the same time that i was doing this uh you know the the, the brock turner case which is mm-hmm. the stanford swimmer who uh raped a woman um app who was uh, uh passed out uh, drunk right. uh, by a dumpster right mm-hmm. um and you know he was acquitted his mm-hmm. father wrote a letter you know uh 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 you know in his defense mm-hmm. um boys will be boys and the judge basically acquitted him right you know and at the same and then like right at, which was a kind of a stunning thing and as i was looking at at the photos of brock mm-hmm. i realized like this guy doesn't understand he did something horrendous right he right doesn't yeah get no, you can he, yeah you can tell really, that by his I, eyes i, I mm-hmm. genuinely think he didn't understand right and and his father didn't understand, and the judge didn't, and the mother didn't understand. It was like, it's like, it's not just a, it was a deep cultural thing that got mm-hmm. revealed there. And then you had, of course, Trump, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, never mind the pussy grabbing, right? Um, it's uh, no big deal. And they want it anyway, right. right? And I thought, like, this was a very telling aspect of male sexuality that it, it tends to be, you know, straight very, male sexuality. Yes, yeah. this is so not very a aggressive gay and women. Yeah. You know, queer problem. This doesn't. These, mm-hmm. these problems don't. This is a straight male issue, mm-hmm. and um, and so those those things were happening at the same time. I was trying to figure out toys, right? Okay. And 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 I have a lot of exposure. I've directed uh, some some gay porn, and I've had a mm-hmm. lot of exposure to gay culture in San Francisco. And like, I started realizing the level of dialogue about mm-hmm. sexuality is so much more subtle and sophisticated. The breadth of sexuality that's embraced, right. the breadth of identities that are embraced, right? And in the straight world, it, with straight male sexuality, the boundaries are incredibly narrow and rigid. And right. the whole idea of what it means to be a man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like what it means to be a man and, and how like the sexual acts and sexual desire mm-hmm. is so tightly coupled with sexual right. identity. You yeah. know, it's like there isn't this idea of like, hey, you know, it feels good to, you know, uh, uh, you know, play with my nipples or, or you know, mm-hmm. play with my ass. Uh, that's a terrifying thing for most men. And it's a very feminizing thing for most male men, right. you know. And, and so there I was with kind of all this stuff swimming around. And I started to, like, realize that there was a there, – there were some pretty deep connections between the way straight men – masturbate uh-huh. and the way they parlay that experience and that whole idea of what is sex into the bed. so you talk about in your book you actually say something really interesting that 
men rush through masturbation. And I and when we talked the first time you mentioned that and I go, I've never really thought of it that way, but now that I actually recall conversations with other men, you're right. And even when some of my clients come in, I hear this, I have to go in a secret place and masturbate, the bathroom, the car, someplace else. So why is that? Why is it that straight men feel like they have to go and hide or rush through something that's supposed to be pleasurable and enjoyable? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a deep issue, and this is where I will kind of throw up the white flag on one level and say <laughs> I'm really not qualified to answer these questions, you know, in depth, but mm-hmm. I can tell you uh, my thoughts on Yeah, them. what are your thoughts you know? or experience? And, and, and my, my thought is tied to, one, you never have a, a, a son whose father or a good friend or whose mother, right. right, will come to them and say, let's take your time with this. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about it. It's going to, you know, this is, it's going to happen. You're going to do this or you are doing this and mm-hmm. it's important it's really healthy and let's talk about it right okay. it's like such a weird thing to even right. think of that conversation happening so right. there's this this and there's all this shame so there's like this felt shame even though mm-hmm. somebody says you know maybe not explicitly in your family oh masturbation is bad right. it's never talked about and the cultural memes about you know masturbation in mm-hmm. our society right. you know are are negative Remember, people forget that Jocelyn Elders had to resign, you know, under Bush Uh for saying masturbation is healthy, right? The Surgeon General only, only, you know, a couple of, it was like, what it was, that was uh, two decades ago, Uh right? Right. Basically got fired. Because masturbation is healthy. (laughs) For saying masturbation, people forget that, right? They forget how, Mm -hmm. how charged this issue is in our culture. So even though nobody would say... Oh, my, my parents, you know, told me it was horrible, so I had to run into the bathroom. Right. It's, it's a part of the fabric. It's part of the emotional tenor mm-hmm. of our entire culture. So I wonder if men are aware of this, that they get this message, they have to rush through masturbation. They can't enjoy it. They have to hide. I mean, yeah, are they can't aware? get caught. I mean, and yeah. I guess I wonder, too, if it has something to do with the fact that when you... How old are you when you typically start this behavior? You know, are you... Well, one study showed that you're about 14 to 15 for both boys and girls started masturbating. More boys, I think it was like 60% or so, um, than girls. But it, but masturbation, per the study, started between 14 and 15. Right. So you yeah. don't want anybody to walk in on you. You don't want to get mm-hmm. caught, you know, if, especially right. if you're not having healthy dialogue at home about sex. And mm-hmm. you're just kind of out here winging it, you know, looking at videos on your phone or whatever, you know, and and so you got to get the job done before somebody catches you. (laughs) Right. Because what happens if someone catches you? Well, Courtney, I think you Uh mentioned something that was really, I think, deep too, where you said children are taught from a very early age. Yeah. You know, simple, these are simple messages because their parent will take their hand away from their genitals when they start touching their genitals or something. That's Mm -hmm. not good. Mm -hmm. That's not a good yeah, you're, you're teaching babies from a young age that no, no, down there is bad. We can't touch down there. Now, yep. to an extent, we need to, you know, teach that, but not for yourself. We want to touch down there. You know, that's pleasurable. It's also, you, you need to make sure that, hey, if something is kind of feels weird, we go to the doctor and check it out, hopefully, because it could be an important issue to check out. But yeah, we start telling telling babies and, and young kids mm-hmm. from an early age, no, don't swat their hand, hit their hand. No, no, very stern voice. And yep. we internalize that. Yep. Oh, and that study, by the way, was the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior. 
you can find that online. Had, had a, it's like one of the only studies I know that actually did a study on masturbation of men and women. I think the ages were 14 to like 70. So, yeah. So like, I mean, to follow up on your, your mm -hmm. sort of question, I mean, I got into this also and realized how much of that shame culture right. was was in me and as open as I thought I was okay. as I started playing around with boys, mm -hmm. you know, and, and one of the most interesting experience, obviously like, you know, ass play or butt play for straight guys is really, really oh, kind of, you know, a no, 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 I can't thing. do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so that was like a hard thing to, to kind of initially, you know, deal with. And, and then, and then, you know, this one, I, I wrote this article that started the whole effort, which was, where's mm -hmm. the Hitachi wand for men? Right. Right. And, and this friend of mine wrote back and said, uh, hey, guess what, Andrew? Mm -hmm. There is something <laughs> like the Hitachi wand for men. And, and guess what it's called? The Hitachi wand for men. <laughs> and I was like, or the Vibratex now. <laughs> but, but I was like, well, you got to be kidding me. So he wrote this article on masturbating with the Hitachi wand. And I was like, oh, man, okay, I've got to try this, but this is weird this is so weird <laughs> why was it you know, weird it's, it's it's not like a toy you stick your dick in right 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 so hold on for, so for those hold on it might be important to explain for our listeners who might not know what the hitachi wand is i think is also known as the magic wand right um so it's pretty much a yeah. it's like a massager um it's just a a long um michaela i'm having i'm losing words right now is it a sleeve it's not a sleeve. It's just like a, a handheld massager okay. that's long. It has a rounded end and it has on off button. It can be plugged in or they do have a cordless version now. And it has very strong vibrations. Sure, I don't sure, know. Sure. I don't know how strong they are, but they're very strong. Yeah. Um, so that's what the, the Hitachi slash magic wand is. And it is a feat of Japanese engineering. Okay. Because what they did, and the reason it is what it is, it's, it truly is a muscle massager, and that's where it yeah. started. And they were able to generate a wave from their motor at a low frequency that's extremely powerful without overstimulating the skin. So okay. most other vibrators are not generating the same wave, and right. they require a lot more energy to right. generate the Okay. Wave they do, and that overstimulates people. So that's what makes the Itachi a truly, or now Vibratex, a, a great. It's a totally different kind of product. Right. And uh, so I, you know, Ned, this friend of mine, Ned, wrote the article, and mm -hmm. I had this, you know, I'm like lying down on the bed, you know, with my knees up, and this wand that I'm kind of like stroking mm -hmm. back and forth as as I get, you know, hard, and it's a very feminizing position mm -hmm. right? right like i had to, i had to overcome this fact that like i'm like yeah i can't i can't think of any sex position where i think a guy has actually been flat on back knees up except for like straddling for intercourse other than that i can't think of really many times a guy would do that yeah right so mm -hmm. that that in and of itself was kind of a, a thing and then and then this the way the 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 wand you know, kind of works with your body uh -huh. is very different from the highly, you know, cock focused, uh, right. friction based mm -hmm. orgasm that most men have, you know, right. and it sort of was like this thing that was this wave that starts to get generated and it gets stronger and stronger. And it's kind of like, it's doing this to me. <laughs> I'm not doing this to myself. And I'm kind of like, that's probably the closest experience I'll have to a female orgasm, which is like 
this this thing just kind of overwhelmed my body huh. and and happened to me. So you know? it's funny that you mentioned doing this because I I had an experience once where I wanted to use the wand on a guy. I was like, I want to see what this is like for you and what it feels like. And he was like, no, 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 you can't do that. And like really against it, almost like it's going to hurt. It won't be the same. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. No, for him, it could be just as pleasurable as for women, just in a different way. Sounds like it was engineered to be so. so. Yeah. 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 So that's good to that's good, that's to, good hear. to know. Right. Yeah, my husband and I with a with right a dodgy wine. <laughs> no, you want to borrow mine? No, <laughs> you go buy your own. Yeah, because otherwise that'd be weird. That might be weird. Yeah. We're, not, we're not that close to friends, are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> so so why are men so unaware of their sexual selves? Where does this come from, guys? Uh, is that okay? I mean, for me, I mean, I, I write a lot about uh -huh. that, right? Yeah. And, and you know, there again. Um, I think this is relatively, uh, you know, there's a lot of discussion about this from, you know, a psychological perspective mm -hmm. or generally academic perspective. Right. And what I found is missing from that approach is like I have a hard time identifying with that material very mm -hmm. often, right? So I tried to write about it from, okay. you know, uh, uh, in a more colloquial and experiential way of like, right. this is the experience that most men have. Right. And one of the really interesting things that, that um, came out of uh, the discussions I had with, with a lot of men mm -hmm. were things like, hey, I don't, I don't have a, a problem with my masturbation, you know, but like my wife or girlfriend does. Right. And, and there was, so they were like, I, I, I'll masturbate all the time. I don't have any issue with that. But, but, the, but the, the way it's seen by my partner is mm -hmm. that I have a sex problem or I have an addiction, right. you know, um, and, or that our relationship, or I'm not attracted to her. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, or that I'm betraying her in some ways. Right. So there's there's not just kind of like the general masturbation is the cousin of the devil right. kind of cultural thing. Right. There's also this thing of it violates the fidelity of your relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And I always I always have that question of is masturbation infidelity? Because I hear a lot of people who say you're cheating on me if you're masturbating or even watching porn. And we have a conversation about that, of what, how is that infidelity? Right. I don't consider it infidelity. I don't consider it infidelity. No. I have, um, in the past, been a little sensitive about um, my partners watching porn mm -hmm. um, because I was getting all this data and information from um, people about how it can change the way sex comes about, the way right. two people engage, because you want to mm -hmm. kind of want to duplicate what you've seen on the television, right? Which is not which always is not always feasible. Feasible. If you're not an acrobat, and yeah. also it, you know it, it doesn't always um, the but, scenes are not always conducive to an intimate connection, like right? An emotional connection, which you know I, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm an emotional kind of girl. <laughs> Um, so that, that in and of itself, and then, you know, it's recently been debunked, but then the whole thing about mm -hmm. porn addiction and, yeah. you know, all of that really kind of had me on edge about whether mm -hmm. or not it was healthy for my partner to masturbate to porn. Now, masturbating without porn, I was fine. Okay. But masturbating to porn really did kind of right. put me well, on edge I until think, I got more education around it. Yeah. And I think yeah. for a lot of women, there's this fear of, I'm not sexually desirable. You're not attracted to me. Yeah. You're attracted to 
you know, these other people, or you prefer to be with yourself than with me. Yeah, there's this misconception around monogamy, I think, mm-hmm. that when you choose a partner for life, and this is going to be your only partner, yeah. that you're saying this is the only person I'm attracted to, this right. is the only person that I will I'm ever, ever have, have sex with feelings and sex for, is, yeah. and so yeah, and it's like, how could you right. want to look at another naked person? I'm your naked person mm-hmm. that you get to look at. <laughs> And you can't look at yourself either, right, right. Michaela? I mean, you know, Cody <laughs> can't go stay in the mirror and just check himself out, yeah, right? I'm the shit today. Damn, I look good. Yeah, no. <laughs> She's like, no. But so, what about what about you, Magnus? Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Because what I hear like a lot in my office is there's more of a fear based with partners, female partners, uh, you know, around maybe the the connection or. Is there something going on? Do I do I need to be aware of something? Do I need to fear something bad happening to me? What about your experience? Well, I think um, I talked about like four different you know aspects mm-hmm. of it, and, and, and one is uh, I think a, a fascinating thing that I had never really thought of until it was brought up to me. But once it was brought up to, to brought to my attention, I saw it you know mm-hmm. in a number of different scenarios, and one of them is that uh, for many women. Not uh, these are. I'm speaking in generalizations now, but right. to be desired mm-hmm. is an incredibly powerful thing. Oh yeah, and, and and for some, it is the primary erotic trigger, mm-hmm. more so than your intelligence or your looks. Right, it's the fact that you really want that me. Someone else right? wants me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You really, and that is attractive. So, so when you're expressing desire for mm-hmm. someone, something else. It violates the fidelity fidelity of that bond of right. like then then you know you're compromising the primary source of attraction mm-hmm. by desiring somebody else. Right. That's a very subtle thing, but I think it's actually more prevalent than than people are often willing to admit. No, I think I, I think, think you have a good point. Yeah, I think you have a great point that you know to be desired by a person and I'm the only person you want that makes you feel like no one else can come and take something from me. I am better than all these other people. And then when you realize, oh, wait, you might actually enjoy something else outside of me. It's like a, it, it's a, a punch to the gut almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wait, I, I might be equal to someone else or someone, someone else, else might, might be, be different more attractive. or someone else might be more attractive or. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it is jealousy. Uh, producer Andrew wanted to know if that was jealousy. And I, I, I think it is, but I think I, that's normal. Like, I think it's fear. I think yeah. it's from a fear of, you know, what what am I going to lose? Especially yeah. for some women it's possessiveness where possessiveness is yeah. what it is. Jealousy and possessiveness. Or maybe losing mm-hmm. like a lifestyle, losing a partner, having to go out and start all over again. Yeah. Um, and also losing oneself. Something that I, I talk about a lot, and I think I might have mentioned to you as well, Magnus, is autonomy, which is the ability to be yourself but also be part of a system, mm-hmm. including, you know, a marital or a relationship system. And a lot of times we lose ourselves in, into the relationship like that we become glued together. I can't do without you, mm-hmm. but really you can. You can still be yourself, but also function health, in a healthy way in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So. And, and that's right. So th- there is an identity thing there. There's a fear thing. The word jealousy mm-hmm. is like a big word, right? It, it, it encompasses a broad range of emotions. But I think, you know, the, the fragility of that that thing of where being desired, you know, uh, uh, is the source of my, you know, confidence mm-hmm. too, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so when it when there's any, and it's a super fragile source of a comp, you know, so right. whenever it's it's compromised, 
you know, I, I'm afraid I'm going to lose you. Mm-hmm. I feel horrible about myself because I'm yeah. not desired. You know, all these things get triggered. Mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a monogamy thing, which right. is just generally people have this idea of, you know, me and you and mm-hmm. nobody else. Including yourself. Nobody <laughs> else. No other forms of desire. Yeah. You know, basically, and if you do, if you have them, you, you know, you, you, you hide them to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? These are not things we talk about or discuss. And, and that's a classic monogamy setup. And, and that's why I said earlier, that's what also the source of obviously a lot of infidelity because, like, it's not real. It's just not real. Um, right. But it's real in our culture. I think there's a, uh, a, another piece that um, uh, is, a, is a positive piece, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, again, you know, big generalization coming, but women tend to uh, want to be involved right. mm-hmm. and want to talk about. And, uh-huh. and, 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 and that's a form of intimacy that you're including mm-hmm. me in these really intimate things in your right. life. And when you exclude me from them, I feel a, a, a break in the bond of our intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I also start to wonder then what's going on there if you're yeah. hiding it from me. Right. If you're not including me, there must be something kind of subversive about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the whole, you know, dynamic, you know, kicks in of like, so, what is going on there? What's the problem? The guy can't talk about it. And the woman wants to know. The guy can't talk about it. But then they end up in our offices. Right. <laughs> so it sounds like you're, you're going into the empathy and vulnerability aspect of the relationship. And I, I know we had a good conversation about that. And I'd like to bring it in a little bit because it sounds like you have a, a good idea of empathy toward your partner and what she might be feeling, um, you know, and it sounds like you've, you've also been fairly vulnerable in your life as well. And vulnerability is just the ability to open yourself up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something that's vulnerable is typically, you know, could be attacked, easily attacked. Um, something bad could happen, but in a relationship, vulnerability is I'm going to open myself up knowing, hey, this might not work out or it might hurt me, but I have to do that in order to create that deeper level of intimacy and emotional connection. So why, in your, your opinion, and I've read the book Better Than the Hand, and you talk some great stuff about it, why do straight men have a hard time understanding and showing empathy and being vulnerable? Well, I think, and this is a, 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 a leap, but I think mm-hmm. it's a real leap, okay. you know? I, I think these things are connected, and I, I wrote a piece on, you know, uh, and, and, and not really in jest, kind of seriously, like is masturbation, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, tied to world peace, basically. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and because I think there's a real connection between being sexually um, uh, open, right? Um, having these experiences that allows you to uh, connect with other people having uh-huh. those experiences. They are not right. foreign anymore. It's like right. we share this, this curiosity and we share this common experience. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I don't do that. You do do that. There's a wall between us, right? Mm-hmm. There's an immediate wall between us. I think when you're having those experiences and you're open to those experiences, um, uh, you can actually identify with the experience of others. You can right. understand mm-hmm. the experience of others. And that is the bridge to empathy, Yeah. right? You can then empathize with, with somebody else's position. Yeah. And, and, and that, when, when, if you can do that, Right. Um, you can usually talk about those things too, right. because you yourself say, I, I know what it's like to be in that position, actually, yeah. either so, emotionally or psychologically or physically. 
So on this podcast, we say we can communicate. Communicate is a big keyword on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> we, we always encourage the communication uh, between people. But you're right. I, I remember many experiences actually with men. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about this before, uh, but, you know, where they would want me to do something sexually but then when I would suggest doing it to them, it was like, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. Well, hold up. How do you, well, you want me to stick that where, but you don't even want to stick it there either because, <laughs> hold, hold up, how is this fair? I think right. if I'm going to try it, you have to try it. Because how do you know what I'm experiencing or what it feels like if you don't try it yourself and you're at least able to try it? Right. You know, so there's definitely a lot of, you know, there, there's something with these strictly straight men of if they were to put a toy up their butt. To see what does it feel like. And it means they're gay. Yeah. Gay men, straight men think they're gay if they go get a colonic. <laughs> like, it's just it's ridiculous. Like, anything that goes up your butt means you're gay. Gender, gender so we're, so we're not going yeah. to get medical treatment if something has to go up your butt. Great. Right. This is why men die earlier than women. <laughs> but that's also, like, why I think that's, you know, you're touching on a, a point that mm-hmm. I, I talk a lot about and, and, and I've thought a lot about because I'm, yeah. like, I actually... You know, uh, know Charlie Blickman, who's considered to be, you know, the prostate king, and he talks <laughs> all about butt play. Right. But he does it. He does it from a perspective that I think, you know, most gay men, uh, straight men wouldn't identify with. You know, they'd mm-hmm. have a hard time kind of yeah. getting that information. And mm-hmm. so I was, I thought a lot about that, and I'm like, why? You know, what did I really get mm-hmm. out of out of butt play? Right? right. What did I get out of it? And the thing that I really got out of it was was uh, understanding that when I approach somebody else's ass, mm-hmm. now I'm gonna I'm gonna do it with the knowledge right. uh, that I've now gained mm-hmm. about what 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 needs to be done to prepare for that. Right. You know um, that it's not always, even though somebody might like it and enjoy it, it's not always something that feels good. Mm-hmm. And so you understand how to figure that out either with words mm-hmm. or with with actions body, body and, and their response, yeah. you, that's right. You can you, you, you understand the, the the muscle, how mm-hmm. it works, how it needs to relax, how yeah. to relax it. Sometimes you know, and I talk a lot about. So basically, it's like if you want to have really good anal sex, you better know what it's like to have something up your ass. <laughs> you are not gonna be a good anal lover if you don't understand. <laughs> can, can we right. re- can we please repeat that? We need to hear that one more time. <laughs> right. Yes, if, if you want to be good at something, you might want to experience it yourself, whether it's anal sex or eating sushi. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but I want to talk about masturbation and what is masturbation. Um, a question that came to my mind is, is masturbation just solo play with yourself or can it be with someone else? And then is it just jerking off for men? You know, is it, you know, hand on penis, jerk off, come and that's masturbation or can it be more? Oh God, it was really funny. Like uh, the other day I was having a conversation with somebody and he said, uh, he said like, like, what do you think? I'm supposed to like, like squeeze my nipples or something? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and like, actually, like, yes, I think you yeah, need to. If you enjoy that, <laughs> like, go right ahead. Yeah, have you ever done that? Have you, you know, have you really ever done it? And, and, and so I try to uh, talk about certain things that masturbation can really help with because uh-huh. sometimes, like I had a great encounter with with uh, the lover once where she was coming out of you know a room and I was going into the room uh-huh. and we saw each other and we just like had gorilla sex right there it was like we just <laughs> you know like within two minutes and so like sometimes 
So that happens in real life. Wow. That's great. That's great. But but that's not you know that shouldn't be the the bar right. you know that that you aim for. I mean, so I talk about range, right? Uh-huh. Understanding how to have range, and I think a lot of that is understanding. Things like you can maintain an erection, you can mm-hmm. get an erection, you can maintain an erection, you can have an orgasm after you have an orgasm. Right. It is totally possible, barring some medical mm-hmm. conditions. You know, right. um, uh, uh, these so, are things that you can you can learn and develop uh, skills through masturbation with. So Secondly, what, it's like so. It sounds like then, in your opinion, masturbation is more than just jerking off. I mean, it can, it's a wide range of activities. Yeah, so it sounds like just self-pleasure. That, yeah, because yeah. when I Googled it, Wikipedia and Dictionary.com both say that, you know, pretty much masturbation is, is stimulation of the genitals for sexual relief or pleasure or orgasm, um, though it says, or other sexual pleasure. And I'm thinking, well, I think that other sexual pleasure is really important to talk about mm-hmm. because yeah. sometimes you might not be able to orgasm or you might not be able to get an erection. So then how do you masturbate right. if that's not possible? Hey guys, don't forget this podcast is sponsored by Manshop.com, an online adult store for men by men. Head over there, check out their toys. And while you're there, don't forget to pick up a copy of Better Than The Hand, how masturbation is the key to better sex and healthier living. Magnus wrote this book. He did. It's great, guys. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's the whole sexual response cycle, you know, as well, and like understanding you know, where you are in mm-hmm. that cycle right. and how to, how to, and, and, and that often partners go there in very different levels, you know, mm-hmm. I think this whole idea that, you know, women take forever, you know, uh, and men, you know, are there quickly. I've, I've had experiences where that's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally not true. The, 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 the woman was able to orgasm very quickly and, right. and, and, and was, you know, and so, so these are not always, mm-hmm. you know, these stereotypes that we like to, but, but understanding how to get there and how to pull there or pull mm-hmm. back from that space or stay in that space or understanding that you can re-enter that cycle yeah. are things that masturbation is uh, great for. Um, okay. Understanding how different parts of your body feel, um, can feel mm-hmm. uh, at different times. And that's where a lot of this idea of masturbation, people think of it in a, a very myopic way. Like, I'm doing mm-hmm. one thing. You right. know, and even women will often think, and maybe, maybe I'm like squeezing my nipple and I'm you know, uh, I've got a vibrator or something, but it's like, actually, you've got your whole body. Yeah. You know, there's your whole body's here. and You're multitasking and, when you're masturbating. <laughs> you know, I tried to I tried to look at things like, I've got a few exercises that I talk about in the book of, uh-huh. you know, developing these, these things. But, like, I, I talk about trying to see, you know, your erection. Right. You know, as just a, a, a symbol Mm-hmm. of, you know, erotic stimulation and not the object right. of your erotic stimulation. Like That's the way that. a lot of men mm-hmm. will look at it. Like, oh, my cock, I, now I've got I've to jerk off, right? right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, let's see if you can get a hard-on without touching your cock. Mm-hmm. That's a really good thing to do. Just, like, feel your body, mm-hmm. touch your body, and understand, like, hey, how is that going to feel for somebody else, too? Right. Like, you know, I mean, bringing somebody into a mood where mm-hmm. they're feeling their entire body is turned on by what you're doing to them right. is a very different entry point than having this kind of genital focused approach. And these are things like, you know, just your ears, your, your hair, mm-hmm. you know, some people really respond to your fingers, you know, and your right. nails on their scalp or something can be a, you know, or down the back of their neck or, you know, you know, grabbing mm-hmm. their hair gently while you stroke their thigh. These are things that are like, 
you know, they're not all about the genders, sure. and, so, but they can be extremely erotic. And, and, and you can also experiment, like, how do you find out, like, what feels good and how, you know, how to do it with right. yourself first? That's yeah. a great, great way to do it. So what are two ways, coming from the straight man, because, you know, we're two women over here and men might not believe us, but they might believe you more. What are two things that men could do to masturbate that is not touching their penis? And still have uh, sexual enjoyment and pleasure. Well, I mean, uh, so, and that's what, taking out, like, any uh, butt play or any other stimulation? I mean, you know, like, because I, Just what I talked to you piece. about was um, yeah. an example where, you know, uh, different people have, um, okay, first of all, mm -hmm. I think setting and mood is really important. Right? Okay. Because most guys, again, are in the mode of, I'm going to masturbate, and it's a real right. focused and fast thing. Right. And so running into the bathroom. Like I quickly do it in the shower. I do it in the bathroom stall. I do it quickly in the car. Mm -hmm. That We need to change that. We need to change that mood in that setting to what? Make an evening for yourself. There you go. Like, like, like Kevin Hart said, set up an <laughs> evening for yourself. Light some candles. Have a date with yourself. <laughs> That's right. That's something that, you know, is kind of like common a common meme for mm -hmm. women, right? Of right. Like having yeah. Having with yourself. Had the bubble bath and we get the wine and... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fire, the yeah. music. Mm -hmm. They don't think that way, no. right? They don't think that way. So, you know, um, uh, I think getting into a space and an environment and whatever that is, whether it's a sunny day outside somewhere, okay. right, which can be really a great experience, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I think temperature is important. I think lighting is important. Right. I think, uh, you know, uh, 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 aroma can mm -hmm. be important in many okay. ways of setting a mood that's relaxing. Right. Okay. Music. Music can be great. Okay. You know, um, uh, porn can be great. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to watch something and that's what you do. Um, uh, like Andrew Blake shot a lot of stuff that's mm -hmm. not like hardcore sex, you know, right. stuff. It's more like kind of almost fashion, high, you know, naked fashion porn. And um and and start start touching yourself in places other than your cock. Okay. And it just it just starts with 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 that, and and you'll find like I mean I I have areas that for me are are you know much more sensitive mm -hmm. and feel really good. And, right. And um and I think you know it's also uh, this is a really interesting kind of exercise that I actually learned from a uh, 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 an adult performer. You know, there's a real psychology that, you know, men will struggle with in, in, mm -hmm. in just, like, creating that set, setting of, like, what does it mean to kind of be sexual with myself? Right. You know, because that's yeah. very different than I'm just going to rip one off and, and that's it. Mm -hmm. But I'm actually, like, enjoying my body. That's also a kind of feminizing thing for most guys. Right. right? So, so that's body that's awareness. Like, that's body right. awareness, yeah. Becoming that's aware right. of what your body is telling you, what your body is feeling, and how you experience that yeah so i like the idea of um sometimes when i'm not at all in a sexual mood uh i just like to see how i can stimulate myself okay. without touching my cock and okay. and uh this one adult performer told me because i was i was amazed with like you know uh, he's always able to get an erection, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, how, how do you do, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. and, and, and he's like, even, even with performers that sometimes he wasn't, you know, really attracted to. And, uh, 
And he said, there's always something. Mm-hmm. It's always something, right? It's, um, maybe it's her eyes. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's uh, her shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's something about her that I'll focus on her. Just like her earlobe sometimes. And, and that's how he, he got her. So I actually started practicing things like that of, of mm. thinking about like non-sexual aspect of people I'm interested in, right? Not just okay. thinking about them naked or something like that, but kind of like aspects of of uh, their demeanor, okay. of their personality. While while I'll start to touch myself, and um, it's it's a great sort of way to uh, you know, first of all, understand how your body reacts to your your own touch. Right. Understand pace because you're not in this is a key thing you're mm-hmm. not in a mode where it's just like i need to masturbate and jerk off right now yeah it's actually i need to turn myself on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right which most men don't really do <laughs> so, they don't come they don't come with this idea right. of i need to turn myself on. i need to turn her on mm-hmm. i need to build up an environment in a mood so when you when you shift from going into the bathroom, masturbating in two minutes to lying down with yourself, Mm -hmm. you're actually making, you know, a a really critical transition, you know, from Mm -hmm. an object goal-oriented lover into a process full-body lover. So it sounds like then, one, make time for yourself, Mm -hmm. have a date, you know, the mood, the setting, the environment, make it where it's not just rushed. And then also begin to explore your explore body. Explore your body. Have yeah. that body awareness of what feels good and get myself aroused without touching your penis. And also, you know, I think what your friend, the, the, the actor was saying is connecting with someone outside of just a physical attraction, but connecting like on an emotional or spiritual level. That's just not, oh, you're a naked body. And, and, that's a great way to start masturbating with, you know, to expand your masturbation might be a good way. It's funny. I've got so much more to say. I <laughs> we, can all, we can always do this again. Trust me. Yeah. And, and Michaela, why don't I, uh, as, a, as a thank you to both of you here, um, if, if I, I don't know, I was just looking here, Courtney, I don't know if I have your address or McKay, is this a place? I will send you uh, an Itachi wand. Okay? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. yes. I love free gifts. <laughs> Everybody should have one. Would okay. you, would you, could I get a sleeve for my office? <laughs> what what <laughs> a, do you want? A sleeve. Just like one of the sleeves, the masturbation sleeves. I always tell my male clients about them who don't know. And I, and like, I need one in here so they can like touch it and see what it's like. And then they can go buy one. Cause I mean, I'm over here a woman telling them about, oh, go get this masturbation sleeve. It'll feel great. If, and they're like, what do you know? You don't know anything about what feels great. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great. You know, I was going to say, like, when you were talking about masturbation earlier, I mean, one of the things that I felt was, like, really important for me mm-hmm. was understanding, like, it's not about one toy. Right. And so a lot of guys get that in their mind. It's not about one toy. Yeah. The more toys you start involving in your process, actually, the more interesting mm-hmm. it gets. And that's where that's where I discovered, like, I could have multiple orgasms was with playing with multiple toys like that. Right. You know, I mean, like, it was a, it was a, it was a huge breakthrough. Um, so, like... I never understood penis pumps. You right. know, I never understood what they were about. I thought mm-hmm. they were just for guys who couldn't get erections. I never understood penis extensions really mm-hmm. and what they, they were about. I thought they were only for guys who had size issues. Right. You know, they're not. There's a lot more going on. Um, so this whole idea of you know a toy and mm-hmm. particularly like a sleeve, I think, 
kind of keeps people in that same mode yeah. of, okay, yeah. stick right. my dick in it, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, that, that's cool. That's good. <laughs> they, sometimes that's great. But that still perpetuates this yes. very, you know, very... It's a, it's a routine. Yeah. It's, the, it's the hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. We get, we get into the hamster wheel. So, yeah. And the book talks about, you know, different toys that um, men can use. So they can definitely check that out and get some ideas. It's a great book, by the way. It's very easy to read. Very enjoyable, um, and it's great that it comes from someone who's not a professional, but actually a, a real man that you know has gone through these experiences and is sharing that. Right. right. You can borrow. It. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> funny. Like it, uh, people have strong reactions to it too. Like yeah, some oh, yeah. Really, like, you know, like whoa, you know, what are you crazy writing yeah. about this stuff? You know, and <clears throat> right. Exactly. It's to get the feedback, but I appreciate. It. Thank you. It's, yeah. uh, it's not. It's not meant to be up on your shelf next to Moby Dick. <laughs> It could be. Moby Dick. <laughs> it could be. Be like, Moby Dick and, oh, better than the hand. What is that? Oh, you know, it's the other version of Moby Dick. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is our show for today. I hope we can do this again. And guys, don't forget, head over to manshop.com where you can also get your wand or any other toy you might want. Wait a minute. I, want, I need a wand. If Michaela and you are getting oh. a wand, I want a wand. Yeah, and don't leave Andrew out either. We'll get Andrew a wand. (laughs) Producer Andrew does a lot of work. We'll get him a wand. This is is a thank you. Business expense thank you gift. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye. 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 Hey, Troy. Did you know that the Let's Talk Sex podcast is not a replacement for your own medical doctor or mental health professional? Now you tell me. Let's Talk Sex is here to educate you, Troy. It's also here to give you information, but we cannot diagnose or treat you through our podcast. Now, what's the number to 911 again? 911.